Hi, guys. Welcome into the Hot Take You podcast. This is a very, very important episode. Um, in case you haven't heard, Tiger Woods won the Masters this past weekend. 15th major. Um, the chase is on for Jack. Uh, he's going for 18. We'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, in the meantime, had to call up our good buddy Mikey Garcia to give us some context on just what that round was like, um, him getting it done, him coming up 18. Um, there is going to be a second episode where we're going to take a deep dive into iconic sports moments in our lives and just where this stands. So, uh, you know, guys, thanks again so much for tuning in. Uh, one thing I do want to make you aware of, we are, uh, you know, very, uh, we aren't ignorant to the fact that some of these lows in Tiger Woods life are, uh, you know, wounds that, that were self-inflicted. So, uh, again, we're going to really try to appreciate him as a golfer, as a sportsman, as an athlete, and just kind of what he's done. So, um, this is going to be really important. I didn't give up on him, but I definitely didn't think this was going to happen. Um, Tiger didn't even think this was going to happen. So that's what's crazy about this whole thing. Tiger, thank you so much for a great weekend. Uh, just just truly incredible. Um, and Nipsey, why don't you go ahead and take us away? All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice. Hi guys, welcome in. This is going to be a very, very special podcast. I know I say that every time, but uh, we have history that happened this last weekend, and we have a very, very special lefty on the line. A uh, yes, he's got a sir. sweet three pointer. He's got an incredible short game. Uh, Mikey Garcia is <laughs> on the line. Mikey, how are we doing? Doing good. B Dub, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, let everyone know. Tiger has won the Masters. Shout out to Z Schwab. Let your wife know that Tiger has won the Masters. Here we go. Dude, he has done it. And it, it really, I, I just think every like hour it hits me uh, when I see a new piece of news, a new tweet, a new something. Like, dude, he actually did this. Like, I've thought about this. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe he'd even win a few more, you know, regular PGA Tour events, uh, even if it was like the PGA last year, if he would have got it done, whatever. But this almost doesn't feel real. Getting it done at Augusta. Uh, oh, it's so true. A place where he broke through, got his first one. Um, this is incredible. How are you feeling? Obviously, tee times moved up uh, to the morning, uh, kind of oh, a funky man. morning. But how, how are you? Uh, were you on the edge <laughs> of your seat, just losing your mind? I was, I was on edge, man, just. Just thinking back, I think one time he was down three strokes to Molinari, and I was just like, oh, man, I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, Molinari got him last year in the Open, and Kepka's always crawling up. But now I dropped off uh, my fiancé this morning in the airport around 5 o'clock, and I had, this, I had the decision to either, should I go back to bed or go to the gym? And I was like, you know what? Tiger won the Masters. I'm feeling pretty hyped. Let's yeah. hit the gym. And you got to hit the weights. Let me tell you, that was one heck of a workout, man. Just pumped it like tire, Tiger. Dude, yeah, it really was a legendary moment. And you mentioned Molinari, and God, he's been... There's a there's a case out there that he could potentially be the most like consistent best golfer of the last year. It's not super fun because he's not super sexy, doesn't have a fun game, uh, and a lot of people were rooting against him. Good grief, he's been insane. Oh, and you man. mentioned the Open, just absolute stones. Got it done for Arnie. Uh Oh, he, he is such a machine. Dude, is it weird watching the, like, trage after he hits a drive? And it literally is so straight that it, like, the trage covers itself. He hits it so straight dude, down the fairway. I think it's like a few feet of curve every time. 
uh, every time I was just hoping, it's not bad to say hoping, but maybe he let one slip, but the front nine, he was just dialed in. He, um, I believe in the Masters, too, he had 50 straight holes of bogey-free golf. Yeah, Friend, that it's incredible. Is incredible. That is unreal. That is incredible. And Brooks uh, dragging his big stones like he does everywhere he goes. Uh, just, I, I, I can't believe him at times. He's already got three majors, and I swear if he would have got another one for, I mean, he's really, oh my god, really uh, coming into just being really an, almost an all timer if he continues on this track. But uh, that's probably enough non Tiger talk. I think we gotta just, we just gotta <laughs> lose ourselves now. Um, Let's, Let's just go it. down this path. The round was incredible. Um, I asked you to kind of locate a few shots that you thought were key um, to him getting it done. There's there's plenty. Everyone's Ooh. broken it down. We've heard it. But if you had to pick maybe two or three shots, uh, you do one, and then I'll do one. You do one, I'll do one. But just what were those key moments for you? You got uh, it. Incredible shots. Go for it. Well, for me, for Tiger, first one was, I think first critical one was, Seventh hole, both, I mean, Saturday, he almost dropped it in the hole. And then Sunday, same shot, just uh, inside 10 feet, made a birdie putt, and just incredible. Yeah, that, that green is nasty. And the hole isn't super intimidating if you're on the tee box, maybe, but that green is, I mean, you can hit it anywhere on the green, and it, it always moves, it feels like. Like, it's not going to just oh land. Oh, my and gosh. He had that figured out. Obviously, that was the theme of this weekend is he knew – Everywhere he was at, every way the ball was going to go, um, every way the wind was going to swirl. Oh, absolutely. So that. Oh man, just a quick input here. I think um, in his winning press conference, um, one of the media guys asked him like every single hole, what iron he hit into the green, and he just he knows his numbers. He knows how to play Augusta, and that's how you win Augusta. You know how to play the course, and he knew how to play that course. Yeah, it was super impressive. Um, I think my. My favorite shot of the day. Um, again, not a not a super sexy one. Uh, just in like total aha moment. Like I cannot believe this. Uh, we talked it about a little bit off air before we before we went live here. But the put on nine was oh to my god was that I oh. dude the because it's weird because halfway you're like oh my gosh he just left this really short and he's gonna have a nasty downhill putt to have to save his par uh you know he could have an eight ten footer here and you're like there's no way and and the thing is is again we just talked about it he knew it like he knew exactly how that putt was going to break how fast that thing was i can't even imagine you know it wasn't maybe as firm as it's been in the past augusta but that putt Uh i mean i don't even know how i mean he kept it within a foot of the hole and tapped in i mean that to me uh, dude, I after I saw that putt when he, knew, when he looked like he knew what he was doing, I I felt there was a chance if Molinari were to give it away, he would be able to snatch it. And that putt, I think, really set the tone. Right. That was that was so sexy. I mean, as a true avid golf fan, um, as difficult as that putt was, he made it look so easy. And um, when he hit that second shot on the left side of the green, I was just thinking to myself that. That's a three-putt disaster. It's like three, uh, probably 80% of the tour guys would have three-putted from there. Yeah. Um, but I might have six-putted, by the way. <laughs> Dude, you and I both, man. You and I both. Golly. Yeah. That was so impressive. The, they had a shot, too, where they showed the camera behind the green, uh, and it wasn't for long, but they did it to kind of show you just how much of a slope it was. And 
you can't even see the guys when they're walking up nine and they're like 15 yards in front of the green. You like can't even see them because it raises up so much. The green's so elevated, but then the top of the green is literally, I mean, it felt like it was like 10 to 12 yards, like higher than the front That's of the green. And crazy. It just, it's almost like, almost feels like mini golf or like something, but that was another really impressive shot for me. And there's, a, I think there's something to be said as a golfer. I, I hate doing this when we're talking about professional golfers and perfect, probably the best ever, but uh, there's Let something said to be like you're on hole nine and just finishing out a nine and kind of coming in, as they say, um, just setting the tone that he got a par and re you know, resetting and getting back out there for that second nine, I think is really important. So that that's probably maybe my most important shot. I think there's a few other I want to key in on, but uh, go ahead and, and tell me your next uh, very important shot. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, this one blew up on Twitter. This one blew up everyone's minds, but hole 16, um, everyone talks about that final um, day pin placement, how you just use that slope to roll down. I mean, there are a couple hole-in-ones that weekend. I, I feel like yeah, DeChambeau uh, got one and JT got one on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think JT had one on 16, and same thing. Tiger was off a yard, but it was just still sexy. Knew where to hit it, rolled down. Oh, man, if he hit that, I would have – I don't know what – I would have cried early. But no. Yeah, I nice heard something. Tap putt. I heard a take uh, that said that that could have been the best golf shot in the history of the sport if that went in. There's like a world where – and I didn't think about it because obviously it didn't happen, but you kind of start to do the math, and he, he really put it away on that green. But if it goes in, like – it's probably the most iconic golf shot of all time and potentially oh, the best golf shot of all time. Absolutely. It's like that Nike commercial. I believe it was that chip on 16. Yeah. Um, when Tiger won, was it 2000? And I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was, it would have been more iconic than that. And we all know how iconic that chip in was at 16 earlier in his career. Yeah, that was, that was really, really special. Um, so the other shots I want to give a huge shout out on, uh, kind of the whole, whole hole of 12 obviously that's where everything happened and the tournament oh completely gosh. it took on a new kind of a new uh a new feel once molinari went in um tony went in the water as well which was tough but uh tiger it, unreal so i heard a story too that he when he approached 12 green or walked by some uh, security guard or whatever, whatever they call the Augusta guys that sit around the course, the marshals, whatever, said, uh, uh -huh. made a joke like, hey, did you guys turn the blowers on up there? Which is funny f for multiple levels. One, because it's Tiger, and he's, like, joking now, which is weird. Um, but then the other thing you think about is there's, you know, all the conspiracies about Augusta, how, like, they maybe do fake bird noises, and there's, like, there's USB ports out there for people to, like, upload photographs for the special <laughs> photographers and all the weird conspiracies there. Okay. I'm I'm here yeah. for the conspiracy. There was even a conspiracy that um I think it was Saturday or was it Sunday when he drove the uh -huh. the ball in the trees on uh, 13 left. I forgot when it was. Saturday or Sunday. Oh, I think I think it was I think it was Saturday. Yeah. I think cuz he thought it went too it went far left, yeah. but it made, it made through and I was I was shocked that it went through so, honestly. Th there was a conspiracy that uh there's there was a guy in the woods and he had three to four of the Tiger Bridgestone golf balls on him, and he was told, if one comes your way, we're going to say the code word, and you need to just throw one out in the fairway. Because oh, honestly. as Mikey, as someone who spends a lot of time missing fairways, um, a lot of time missing fairways, balls don't come out in the fairway that often when you hit it that far, like 
off to oh, the side. Oh, no way. Um, Even the tracker locked it. Yeah. It, so those are the conspiracies. But him making that joke like, did you guys turn on the you know the fans up top? <laughs> and it, it, it was really iconic that he was smart enough to put some extra club on it, get it to the middle of the green. The other thing was that putt. And, God, I really hate doing this. It's like the fourth time I've done this. Um, it's all I, right. I, I hate four to five foot putts. Um, I, I do the, oh. the mental miss, uh, which is where you just miss it in your head before you putt it. So then if you make it, it's like, sweet. If you miss it, you're like, I already missed it, so it's fine. Oh, um, that's so true. Yeah, the mental miss is great. Um, but he <laughs> stood up on the 12th green. And he, the thing is, is he would have – I don't know if Molinari, Molinari hadn't putted yet, I don't think. So if he would have missed that, Molinari makes his, they they break even, and he doesn't even gain a shot. Um, he drains his, oh, exactly. Molinari misses his, and it is a completely new tournament. So to me, that was another, the whole hole obviously was a turning point in the golf course, but the joke about the the blowers up top, and then obviously the putt Oh, I believe was, it. I mean, that's, that's just incredible for him to stay patient and make that putt. So, um I don't know if you have any other shots, but one thing I want to quickly mention was the he had it going all week. He had the picking up the tee before uh, before the ball even landed, the club twirls. He had all of it going. Oh, um, I love it when he does that. Yeah. He just pipes it down the middle, twirls his club, hits up his tee, and it's like, all right, next shot. Yeah, I saw you on the Twitter favoriting and, and retweeting a few of those just like, holy cow, he's, he's twirling it, hitting the stingers, the whole thing, but... His drives oh, on 17 absolutely. and 18, um, obviously you hear all the buzz about 18. It's obviously 18 at Augusta, which holds enough. But uh, that little, like, small driveway that feels like it's, like, 20 feet wide that you oh, alleyway my. you hit it up. And I know he came a little out on the right, and you have the trees for a second shot, whatever. But as someone uh-huh. who's struggled with his driver throughout his whole career, um, those two drives to find the fairway on both is – Incredible, and I don't want to over. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't want to forget those. So, what did you see from Tiger this week from a from a sauce, from a swag, from a whatever you want to call it perspective? The confidence was it really just oh. Tiger on a Sunday or what? Tiger on a Sunday. Um, I looked up. I looked up a couple of key stats back in 2005 um, when he went up against Chris DeMarco. Uh, DeMarco was 13 under going into Sunday. Tiger was. Nine under, same thing, same situation. Molinari was 13 under, and Tiger was 11 under. He just had some sort of swag and confidence to him. And I had a feeling he said one thing in the press conference before the tournament, and that's how I knew that he had the ultimate confidence. Someone asked him, do you need to win the Masters? Tiger chuckled and said, I don't need to win the Masters. Yeah, I want to win the Masters. And after that, I was like, okay, he's yeah. coming out hot. So, you know what my favorite part is about that? And the the Masters and the Augusta discussion is one we don't really want to have. But we can put it at this, that the people that work and run Augusta are the snobbiest, rudest. Uh, I don't know what the other words would be. Um, but you can just look <laughs> up their history and... They think they're the best thing ever. The course is great. The tournament's incredible. It is. It's awesome and everything. But you know how they are. Like, they're probably sitting there like, wait, Tiger says he doesn't need to win here? Like, excuse him? Like, Oh, they are probably yeah. lit up. And then, like you said, to go out and win it is just like, I'm bigger than this tournament, and that's just it. And he proved it and got it done. So, uh yeah, that I love oh. that quote. That is, I, I saw that, and he's chuckling and smiling. So, 
I think that's going to transition it's us so to this. Yeah. Strange. I want to I want to talk about that. Um we all know Tiger growing up. Um we first grabbed our golf clubs, the Killer Instinct. Yep. The uh you know, there's there's it's pretty well documented. He was not the nicest person. He ran through people. He treated them like crap in business and whatever, all of it. It's pretty well documented. Absolutely. Um, during those peak years and I don't know if ends justify means, whatever, but on the course, he was ridiculous. So what does it look like for you now to see him smiling, happy, making jokes on, like, the press conference and saying he even doesn't need to win is, like, crazy, too. And how does that all feel for you, almost watching him turn 180 degrees on who he used to be? Yeah, you, you hit it on the you hit the nail on the coffin, a total 180 growing up. I knew Tiger as this guy with a killer instinct. He wants to dominate everyone, which is his huge competitiveness. You might not like this, but I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan growing up. So I see yeah. there's two similarities where they just had the killer instinct and definitely took that to my competitive edge. Um, but now growing in, I mean, you can see it in the NBA. Um, guys are a lot nicer. I mean, of course, you have LeBron, Steph Curry leading the league. And then you have this Tiger Woods who is, like you said, joking around with the press, yeah. um, cracking jokes in the media. And I don't know if, if you remember, but last year in the PGA Championship, um, he actually congratulated Brooks. Brooks, yep. um, yep. I believe he called him Brooksy. He, oh, that's was, his weird. He's got weird nicknames for everyone, man. He's quirky. That he's, one was weird. I when he called him Brooksy, I was like, ah, I don't know about I, that I, one. I don't think anyone else is calling him Brooksy, and I don't think Brooks likes it, but it's Tiger, so Brooks is just like, yeah, I will allow it. But it's almost like a demeaning, like Brooksy, like little Brooksy. He's cute. Like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but keep going. Sorry. Oh no, it's just it's it's cool to see Tiger do a one eighty. Um, it just shows that he's he took the game for granted when he was out back on top. Of course, everyone loves the comeback story with all the negative stuff in the media, what he did to himself, coming back on top. It just shows more of appreciation from Tiger, which shows the golf world more of appreciation for the game and having Tiger um, just assert his dominance yeah. once again. And I want to do, I do want to touch on something that I wrote down um, called the Tiger effect. Have you heard about the Tiger Effect, Brennan? Yeah, is, it, is the Tiger Effect where I think the stat is it's like 1.1 shots. It's negative 1.1 shots around or something, I think, when you play with him because of the amount of pressure and the intimidation. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, and I do want to touch this um, before we move on here, but um, I love Tony Finau. You know Francesco Molinari is a machine, but did you know out of the top, I believe top 20, those two were the only players who went over par that Sunday. Yep. Coincidence? I think not. No, no I, I, ran, uh, I, I listened to something that did a really, really deep dive, kind of a nerdy big data thing where they talked about, you hear the Tiger effect, like you said, and it legitimately, I want to say, like per round, I think it's like 1.1 shots people averaged. Um, and this is like 10 years of data when they play with him versus when they don't play with him at the same course that week, like literally that one round or two rounds, whatever they play with him. Like it is real. Um, underrated part of it. What I love that final group all in Nike. Uh, I mean, it, oh, it was sweet. Right. Uh, everyone's Nike'd up. Nike's probably just sitting back in their chair, just loving, uh, loving uh, the Sunday. Did you hear the craziest stat for me? So the ratings were 
compared to last year, a little down. Obviously, the biggest thing is the timing because it wasn't that's uh, true. It wasn't peak time on the East Coast. Uh, so, but twenty, I think it was twenty-one and a half percent of TVs that were on. So, if your if your TV was on and you live in the United States, twenty-one and a half percent of those TVs that were on had the Masters on. Is oh that, my gosh! Absolutely. <laughs> like that is that's so crazy. Even like talking with um, talking with family, talking with coworkers. People don't really watch golf. Yeah, they knew that Tiger won this weekend, and they were. It was a great conversation started to have with me, just because they knew how much I love golf, yep. how much I love Tiger. People who I didn't think who knew what golf was or even touched the golf club were coming up to me and were like, "Hey, what do you think of Tiger? Tiger winning the Masters?" And it was just, it was amazing, especially when you have like. Kobe Bryant, all these celebrities, yeah, Tom Brady. Everyone loved it. Michael Phelps was there watching him um, yeah. play his final round. Uh, it just it took the world. Um, it just it was awesome. Yeah, and what, that's why it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. I want to talk like short term and kind of long term. Short term being this golf season. Long term maybe being let's say I don't know next six seven years. Um, Short term, we've got Beth Page coming up PGA, obviously with the schedule change. Then, then Pebble for the U.S. Open, which oh, he has man. a track record at both of those. He's played those courses a lot. Um, he's got history there. He's going to know him, maybe not per se as much as Augusta, but he spent plenty of time at both. So he's the betting odds favorite already for those. Uh, sports books are a mess right now. Tiger just just lost the sports books a bunch of money this last weekend. How are you feeling? Oh, how are you feeling with him going into those? Um, I think we got a, about a month until Beth Page, and then we uh, also go to again Pebble. But how do you feel with him going into those? A lot. I mean, it's got to be draining physically, emotionally, everything this week. Um, I don't know when he's playing oh, next, absolutely. but how do how do you feel about him kind of finishing out the season here? And realistically, even as a Tiger fan, realistically, do you think he can grab another yeah. another major? If anything probably pebble beach just because he's had so much success but i do think phil mickelson it'll be a classic tiger woods phil mickelson battle at pebble just because they both found so much that would be amazing i mean i i I would hope it'd be better than the the thursday tiger phil mickelson show down for like what 10 million yeah yeah that was yeah that felt like a circus honestly but yeah um, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think those are real opportunities for him. I think the big thing, hopefully, he does here is he he's already said he's going to do it, but really actually does it because I I'm scared that he's going to kind of kind of get a little little piece and kind of want more. But start building that schedule around the majors and don't like need to play, um, you know, whatever tournament it is that's that's not a major. Don't be doing a bunch of travel. Don't be, you know, wearing yeah. out your body, taking too many golf swings because I think he really, really has a chance. I mean, we're talking three of the or the last three majors he's been a part of and been a real storyline in. So this this is a thing. Oh, it's not exactly. just like out of nowhere for the Masters. But that's I think only my concern for the short term. Um, both great venues coming up here. I I am excited oh, I'm though. So excited. I'm I'm excited we get one next month too with that schedule change. That. That's nice to not have to wait till June. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, So I'm really excited for that. So the one, uh, if you're if you're a Tiger optimist, if you're, uh, you know, 
so much in love with this. I don't want to be, I'm not going to be pessimistic, but I want to just maybe give a quick point. Is there a world where um, this is the final, that was the final chapter, the perfect storybook ending, the um, history with everything, um, just all the baggage, and maybe he feels like he's already done it, that maybe that might be it, that maybe he doesn't win another major, maybe he doesn't win another PGA tournament. I mean, we got to still be realistic with all these injuries. He's not young. He's not spry. Um, Could that, I mean, obviously we've got the other issues he's had in his life that are really, really concerning. I I mean, what do we think? He's, I think he's 43. Like this is no joke here. He's not, Yeah. I mean, he's not coming into his prime. So getting older. Yeah. Do you think that's, that's a real story? And again, I don't want to be pessimistic or negative, but I want to just quickly have that conversation here. Like he is old and this, I I think it almost makes me appreciate this win more. I think I don't want to be negative, but appreciates this win more. But what do you think of that? Honestly, I, I wouldn't be upset if he didn't win another one as much as the world and Tiger himself wants to catch Jack Nicholas, I believe, with 18 majors. Yep. It's just, it was just so perfect just because last year when he was trying to catch um, Kepka in the PGA Championship, Kepka was in the running. Um, he met Francesco Molinari again, who took it away from him in the open. Um, and just to come down, have those same guys in the running, and just to overcome that, especially in the Masters, I want to be I want to be as sad. I, I'd be okay if this was um, the last part of this chapter. As a Tiger fan, I want him to win more, but I can just see it already. ESPN 30 for 30, what if I told you? And then just Tiger. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it feels there's there's like nine different levels to it. The It happened at this place. It happened at this time. All the moments that happened because of it, it does almost feel like the storybook ending, which I'm like, wait, I want more, but... At the same time, like it's kind of hard to ask more of him. Like if he, if his body maybe just isn't super reliable going forward, um, that's fine. Oh, I mean, we were talking. I think he he's the only person I want to say in like the last fifteen year. I I forgot what it was, but that's played with a a spinal fusion surgery. Like this is not oh, normal. Oh my gosh! Not it's not it's even not. normal to be playing. And I've never had a back surgery. I'm an old. I feel like an old man. I got an old man's body. But back surgery, <laughs> spinal fusion, like, it's not normal for him to even be swinging a golf club. Like, this is, we oh, shouldn't really take this for granted, right? Exactly. I mean, even him, just hearing him in the press conference, I mean, he couldn't walk, he couldn't play with his children, to now driving bombs and um, pretty much playing elite championship golf. Whoever his doctor is, I don't know who his doctor is, I don't know his name, but my guy, Jason Day, you heard it oh, back boy. from Masters. Please oh, go see him. He got he um hurt his back by picking up his kids. Dude, Jason That's Day's tough. a mess. Uh, please. He is one of my favorites. He needs to get back in the running. Get your back fixed. Jason Day, if you ever come across his podcast as a Jason Day fan, please get it fixed. We'd love to see you compete and win a couple more out there. Yeah, I agree. Jason Day, I mean anyway, I don't want to get off on that tangent, but he's so frustrating. Um so to finish up, Tiger, um, you know, we're thankful for this moment. Um, we're going to talk in the next pod here about what this means in uh, not just golf, but in, in sports as a whole. Um, and I think that's just going to be super important to kind of put this into context with the history of sports and what it all means. So, um, you know, I think the parting word on this is don't take it for granted. Um, 
what he's done as an athlete is truly incredible. Um, I oh, don't it's think incredible. We've, yeah, I don't think we've seen anything like it. Um, this is awesome. Every major, every tournament that we get to watch him, we should cherish it. Um, root for Absolutely. him. And I think we're just excited. And I think Beth Page, again, coming up here in a month, we're going to be locked in. Um, you know, maybe he uh, he's a little mad I'm at Brooksy still and, and hasn't quite got that revenge <laughs> after this, which I wouldn't be shocked. So we'll be really excited for that. Um, but, Mikey, Absolutely. hey, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate your thoughts. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, TW for life, man. Good to have him back. Good to have him back. TW for life. Good to have him back. Tiger's back. He's been back. Brennan, appreciate having me on this um, on Hot Take You, baby. Let's go, baby. Hey, thanks again, Mikey. We'll uh, we'll be back with another episode again this week. Uh, again, talking to Legacy, uh, Tiger, what this moment means. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and appreciate you.